Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, Limerick City and County Council have this plan, this reopening Limerick plan, and there's been a bit of controversy around it, and not least on this show yesterday morning. We had Councillor Joe Ledden on with us, and we also had Councillor Elisa O'Donovan, and at that point, Elisa O'Donovan was saying that the wider membership of the council outside of what's known as the Corporate Policy Group had not yet been sent this plan, um, Joe Ledden was describing it as a, a working document, a living um, document. Uh, at the same time, there has been coverage in the media of some aspects of it uh, here and even nationally. So where do we stand uh, right now with it? You know, some talk of uh, drive-through gigs with live at the drive-in that was announced by Dolan's down in Green Park, not far from the radio station uh, here uh, featuring Gavin James and uh, talk of um, cycling infrastructure and uh, more open spaces and uh, more space available outside, not just in Limerick City Centre, by the way. The council executive are saying there will be looking at this across towns and um, uh, other centres uh, in County Limerick as well. So to talk more about it, uh, we're joined on the line by the Limerick Chamber CEO, D. Ryan. Uh, Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan um, is also with us of uh, Fine Gael, member of Limerick City and County Council. And uh, Michael Gleeson is uh, also here of Michael Gleeson's Shoes. And you're all very welcome and thank you very much for joining us. Councillor O'Sullivan... Have yes. you the document in your possession? Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Well, we're delighted to know that the document is real. It does exist. <laughs> yes, uh, in the last hour, um, the councillors have received an email um, from the council with a draft proposal of the document. So it's called um, a Guiding Limerick. Before you get into that, are you, are you surprised that there was all this foostering going on around this? I mean, this was being discussed for two days. You know, the um, RT Radio had a big piece in it yesterday morning. We talked about it on the show yesterday morning. Uh, you're an elected councillor and you've only got it at 20 to 11 this morning. I know what you're saying, Joe. I suppose you know my professional background, I suppose, when it comes to communications role. I understand how important it is to take opportunities for national media if Limerick gets them. So, of course, we wanted to see it sooner there's been a lot of discussion behind the scenes, certainly me with my um, my our party group and discussion with my party leader, um, feeding into feeding into it and having discussions within ourselves. Of course, we're all dying to get a look at this. You know, um, again, it's a draft proposal. So the councillors, the metropolitan councillors, will have a meeting, a virtual meeting tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock to discuss it. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into proposal. some of the detail in a second. But okay. uh, D Ryan, uh, Chamber CEO, has this been messed up? Um, I, I, I don't believe so, Joe. No, I don't. I think, I think really, I think you know we're in an unprecedented time, and little did you or I um, guess back in January that we'd be looking at or be discussing uh, this week and looking at plans, hopefully in in the coming days, for an unprecedented level of uh, uh, pedestrianisation and pedestrian priority and uh, cycle lanes through the city centre and a plan for the kind of animation of our city centre that we've been that we've been dreaming of so i i think you know i think broadly speaking 
um, we or, or I think I should we should warmly welcome it, and that broadly speaking, we're getting the fundamentals right. We're moving quickly, so we won't get it all right. But there should be um, now in time an opportunity for individuals and to groups to feed in to the plan and to contact their elected representatives to let them know what they think about the plan and for us all to see how can we improve it. Yeah. Uh, Michael Gleeson of Gleeson's Shoes, yes. what do you think of the sequencing around this before we get into the meat of it? Well, I, I, I welcome anything that's going to get more people on the street. And I think that's the idea of getting more activity around. So I have to welcome anything because we've been waiting a long time and that there's nobody that's been more critical of, of, of the council, our chamber. And at this stage, I have to welcome or thank both of them for getting together on this because I think they're they're heading in the right direction. Uh, indeed, this just gives a sense of some of the confusion among listeners about all of this because someone has just been in touch here to say, um, didn't we hear D. Ryan say last week that changing plans to include more pedestrianisation on O'Connell Street would delay those plans? Uh, and now we're hearing about this new living doc document which can put pedestrianisation in. Okay, so there are two separate issues. Um, there are two separate issues, as I understand it, Joe. Um, the discussion we had last week was on the O'Connell Street uh, project for permanent changes that are being made to improve and upgrade um, O'Connell Street and to give to make it a pedestrian priority street and to take traffic permanently, reduce the amount of traffic that will be going through in it. What the council is announcing at, uh, and what Olivia and her colleagues will be looking at tomorrow is a plan for the temporary uh, reallocation of space on streets other than, I, I, I'm actually not even certain what they've done on O'Connell Street, but I understand it'll be way more than just O'Connell Street. It'll be um, actually looking at bridges, looking at other streets and uh, how we can use that space better in a temporary, um, uh, temporarily now while we're in this restricted um, uh, trading environment for, for businesses. Right. Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan, I'm not expecting you to have absorbed all of this in half an hour, but give us a sense then, you know, does it include O'Connell Street in Limerick City or what does it or doesn't include? Okay, well, yeah, it is a 12-page document, so I won't be able to regurgitate the entire thing No, I know, thing and I don't you. want you to either. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what um, uh, the from the Chamber is saying there is correct. This is a temporary um, the measures that are being put in place are temporarily, so this is looking until the end of August, end of August 2020. So the main sections in it are changing on public spaces, culture and placemaking and business um, support. And there's an implementation plan in line with the phased reopening of Ireland. So they have different phases for this to be implemented as well in line with those dates. So I guess as public health allows for us to reopen, then we can do different things. Um, so probably the most controversial side of it is the is the I suppose the streets and the and the mobility end of it. So there is a proposed um, temporary pedestrianisation on the following streets: so Catherine Street, Denmark Street, Upper Denmark Street, Robert Street, Howley's Key, and Nicholas Street. So they're the streets that are proposed for those changes. Again, it's temporary pedestrianisation. And then on the likes of O'Connell Street, it's um, reassigning space, so footpaths build out for cafes and shops. Um, there's discussion about widening footpaths elsewhere. Um, the, the big thing, I suppose, from the north side, from where I'm coming from, is to do with uh, the cycling side of things. So there is a proposed, um, so for cycling commuting from the suburbs, there's a proposed extension of the Condell Road cycle path, which means across Shannon Bridge. I know you discussed this um, previously, but they're going to put that in temporarily. And then there's also a proposal to close the Ennis Road access to O'Callaghan Strand to traffic. 
Now, obviously, residents won't have had a chance to feed in on this, so this is something I'm going to be very interested in finding out the exact detail on, um, because there has, there has been no opportunity, obviously, for residents to be consulted. There will be residents there in Atalahan Strand concerned about access, so that has to be fleshed out. And what I do welcome, actually, is there, it does make mention also to advance the design of the LIT cycle route. So that should that Part 8 planning permission should come before councillors next month for our meeting. Right. That so just gives you some idea. It does indeed, uh, Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan. Thank you for that. Two quick questions. First of all, when will this be more widely available for people to look <laughs> at? I was, I was I, just going to I ask presume, that very question. Yeah, yeah, I presume the draft proposal has come to councillors today and then we will have our meeting tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that it ha- remains in draft format until then at least because it has to be discussed with all the metropolitan councillors. And then, and then you would imagine it being published widely for consultation at that point? I would, but I, there, there, it depends on the, how the councillors feel about it tomorrow afternoon. I don't want to say it will be published. There may be a need to go back on a couple of items or there may be some issues arising out of it. But I imagine that we are close to publication. If there are some edits or amendments following it, that will need to be fleshed out after the councillors. Um, I mean, you said these are temporary changes, but they're pretty significant changes, even those that you've outlined there. Yeah, and they like they won't be without concern. I mean, everybody wants obviously to heighten um, uh, safety for for pedestrians, safety for cyclists, and uh, at the moment, but there is obviously will be a concern to residents in the areas that I mentioned there about some of these. So there is going to have to be a big discussion around them. I mean, I'm presuming there's going to be residence residence passes for any closures such as that in O'Callaghan Strand. Again, I haven't had an opportunity to ask these questions yet, so this meeting will be very important tomorrow. Yeah. Um, D. Ryan, CEO of Limerick Chamber, have you seen this? No, I haven't. I haven't got what Olivia has in front of her, and it sounds very exciting. I'm you know, I, I can't wait to, to take a good look at it and we'll be putting together a response that, uh, to it that we'll be sending in to the council and, and briefing the councillors on. And again, just like to urge everybody, um, when this does come out to public consultation, have a look at it and get in touch with your local councillors, let them know what you think, um, because we have a great opportunity now. I think I think it's very exciting. You know, we found, we, we're moving into an area that we didn't think we'd ever move into in Limerick, or certainly there's an awful lot of controversy. So just to acknowledge, even within the council, there would have been, I would imagine, a myriad of views on um, what what to do here. And, you know, you know, people have obviously pulled together, worked together, and made compromises on perspectives uh, at a speed that, uh, that wasn't possible previously. It took us years to get to the O'Connor Street um, plans and the, you know, the the views that um, that people had on uh, on pedestrian priority right. for Connell Street over okay. the line. So and, I'd like to recognise the work and, that's and been it's done just, so far. It, yeah, it's just worth asking that question, actually, Olivia. From what you can see, Councillor O'Sullivan, there, there isn't any specific indicator around O'Connell Street and what might be done temporarily there in Limerick City Centre. No, well, it does make mention for um, a reassignment of road space for public use, so um, a footpath build-out at cafes and shops is mentioned specifically for O'Connell Street. And, and that clearly means right across the city centre, far less on-street parking. Yes, there is a removal of parking mentioned, uh, removal of parking, footpath widening, partial road closures, and temporary traffic management. So that seems like a short sentence, but obviously there is 
uh, <laughs> quite a significant change in that within the city centre. Um, I should also say that there is a, a reduction in the core city centre. So you're talking around, around the, we say, the three bridges on the north side and in over Coman Bridge and across over to the Absolute and Lock Key and up, um, up, I think, it's, is it, was it up John Street and over towards the train station? Oh, that core area, a reduction of um, speed limits for tra- traffic to 25 kilometres per hour for that entire area is included. Joe, can I just say... Sorry, go ahead. Right. Uh, <laughs> Joe, uh, are you lost for words? I, 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 I'm rarely lost for words, but I'll tell you... <laughs> I'm beginning to I'm beginning to understand why this plan <laughs> has taken its time emerging yeah. into the public domain. Um, Michael Gleeson of Michael Gleeson Shoes, I'll let you back in, Dee, but I just want to give That's Michael an opportunity. What do you make of all of this now that you're hearing it? Well, of course, any time I hear of less parking, I probably almost obsessed me. Uh, in the city centre, we're, we're always looking for more parking. Uh, that part of it would, but I, can't, I, I don't know how quickly this thing, I didn't, I couldn't hear how, how uh, long this is going to take, but I can't imagine traders in the city centre after being closed up for two and three months wanting to see any builders coming onto the street and, and digging up the footpath, uh, especially on O'Connell Street. I'm sure they'd be horrified, but how, how soon did the, the, uh, did he say that the thing might be starting? Um, Michael, I don't think that it's about... This is a temporary measure. So this, to my understanding, is not about digging up streets. This is about, um, you know, digging up footpaths. It's about building them out on a temporary basis. So the, like the parklets that were discussed, building out footpaths so that the front of a cafe could have extra space and so on. Now, again, I this is my understanding of it, and it does have to be fleshed out um, within, you know, tomorrow. I'm hoping that I will get a full understanding of it. But um, there is a phased implementation. It's not like all this is going to happen immediately. There is a yeah. phased implementation of the, the different elements according to the, the five, you know, the phases that were outlined in the Reopening Ireland roadmap. So there's a phased implementation of this um, in a similar way. Right. Uh, D. Ryan? So two things, Joe. Um, first of all, I can understand why some traders may be concerned and may have fears around this. Let's remember it's a trial. We're trying it. It's, uh, and, and let's let's give it a chance. We've always done things in one particular way. Let's use this opportunity now um, while we're moving to the phases of reopening business and society to try to do things differently. Two, from a chamber perspective, we see this reduction in traffic and increase in people um, um, walking and cycling as the silver lining in the COVID um, in the COVID crisis. And while we're eager to get people back to operating in business as usual in terms of their productivity, we think it would be a crying shame if we went back to traffic and congestion as usual. And so let's, again, use this trial period to see what can be done, what measures can be put in place to encourage people to walk and cycle to work. So I'm eager to see the plan and see, does it extend? What does it do for the county? What does it do for our well, there is, and for there is moving now. from where they live to where they work? It does say, and uh, again, it's only briefly touched on town and county, but it is mentioned, um, county towns and, and uh, villages are mentioned within the plan. I should say it's not all about the mobility and the public transport. There's other elements to it. Um, the, like the, the whole point of it is to boost footfall in the city, to aid economic recovery in the city and throughout like the towns within the same uh, metropolitan space. So, um, but, but, but let's be clear th- about this. You know, If the reopening Ireland phasing... Uh, as it's currently constituted, runs from now phase one into phase two on the 8th of June and the final phase scheduled to begin on the 10th of August, then clearly if this mirrors it, we are going to see action pretty quickly 
in order to see it across to the end of August. And the other point is that when temporary plans are um, made real, they often don't remain temporary. <laughs> well, look, you can look at it as a, a trial period for some of this. If, um, if there was, I mean, some of it will definitely be temporary. There's no doubt about that. Some of it may go down well with the city, with the with the residents, with people visiting the city, and with the traders. And they may, you know, they may they, they may quite like some of the changes. But again, that plan is for it to be temporary until the end of August. This plan just runs for that purpose. And Michael so, Gleeson, would you be prepared to have a go at this then on a temporary basis to the end of August? Oh yes, I mean we can't be negative about all these things. Of course, I welcome, I welcome them, and, and I, know, I know they're for the greater good. But I know that, of course, there are hundreds of retailers at the moment in the city centre, and all they're worried about is next Monday week or getting their shops open, and that's probably our priority. Of course, we have to wait for the bigger picture and for, for anything that's new. But I, I don't I don't think the intention here is to wait very long though, Michael. My my understanding from what Councillor O'Sullivan and others have said is that this will be happening maybe in tandem with that reopening from the eighth of June. Well yes. now I would be I'd be scared to think for for other retailers because we've had our dig ups on William Street and they've done a fine job on William Street. But uh, we'd be escaping that. But I can imagine retailers at the mo- in, in any of the streets being scared of anything other than opening up their shops and having their shops made made safe for both c- customers and staff. That's that's the priority for I would say hundreds of retailers in Limerick. Definitely, the priority is get the shops open, get us up and moving. And I, I, I think retailers would rather see it left a bit later. Okay. Um, yeah, Joe, if I can come in there, just to let you know, like I think the first plan, on the implementation plan, the speed limit would be, is to be the first thing to be addressed. And then the street interventions, um, which means the access to the streets for, for, on phase two, which is, should be the 8th of June. Um, there's obviously other elements to do with um, consultation and then the business supports. But in terms of what we've discussed, this phase three on the 29th of June is when it says in the plan that street animations we haven't even been able to discuss yet, I suppose, the culture and placemaking side of it, but that they will look at implementing the animation, street animations, changes to some of more of the streets then, and then in phase four, which is 20th of July, starting some programming activities, and phase, phase five, which is the 10th of August, then some events and some changes to other streets. So, And the, the streets are named. So there is a plan to do it incrementally. Yeah. And, and and again, temporary changes. Uh, and, so, I, so dig ups. I don't think there's going to be dig ups in the way that Michael is is, right. is expecting. Um, I, I, just just explain street animation to us, Olivia. Well, let me see if I can test your back. Do you remember Culture and Chips Festival and we had the Compact Festival and all the activities around the street? Street animation is uh, a street activity, and I uh, suppose what um, what's proposed here is to try and animate and activate our streets which will make it more interesting and exciting and attractive for pedestrians well for people to come into the city centre or to come out from those living in the city centre spend time on the streets just get us back into some kind of life within the restrictions so outdoor is going to be where it's where it's taking place I mean there's a mention here of um, the restarting the weekly summer street food remember there was a street food market on the quay I do for last a couple yeah. of summers ago and yeah. Dara Ryan set that up just talk about bringing that back um, about 3D street art and games 
um, farmers market. Obviously, the milk market has reopened, but looking at the county market towns and other opportunities for markets, um, pop-up street spectacles, uh, an alfresco dining food trail, which um, I'd be very interested in seeing how that would come together. Um, outdoor and drive-in movies. You know, there's 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 lots of things mentioned here. A focus on the nighttime evening economy, but then again, a lot of that happening outside. And actually, one thing I'd love to see myself, I've been saying to a couple of people, um, uh, I'd love to see when in phase two, the um, hopefully all going well with restrictions lifting, we are going to see outdoor sports activities starting again. And I'd love to see some outdoor fitness classes starting. You know, there's an opportunity for us to do things a little bit different okay. there. I remember, but, you know, being yeah. in New York and sitting in Bryant Park and you're yeah, having your yeah. coffee. Yeah, no, I get, I, get, I get all of that. I, of and obviously, we, we would need the weather to cooperate for some of that. <laughs> over it's the been zone, good but, so far. Well, it's been know. good so far. <laughs> okay, well, look, what I would say is, you know, we spent a lot of time on this show over the years talking about a lack of radical thinking. Certainly, there's some radical thinking in this reopening Limerick plan from how it's been outlined to us so far uh, this morning. And thank you very much for your contributions. Uh, Fine Gael Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan, uh, uh, Michael Gleeson of Gleeson's Shoes and D Ryan, who's the CEO of Limerick Chamber. A um, lot of things to chat about uh, over the next few days on all of that. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.